The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reid in Beijing. Here's the news. Chengdu has implemented energy-saving and low-carbon initiatives to ensure an environmentally friendly summer universiate. The 31st Summer World University Games, which was postponed twice due to COVID-19 concerns, is scheduled from July 28th to August 8th in Chengdu, the capital of southwest China's Sichuan province. Despite the scorching heat, visitors to the Universiate village can enjoy a refreshing coolness upon entering the Delegation Services Center without the use of air conditioning. Designers have adopted a special structure that facilitates natural ventilation, effectively cooling the building. This technique draws inspiration from ancient Chinese practices that have been passed down through generations. Lu Yixiu, an architect with the China Southwest Architectural Design and Research Institute, explained as the air flows through a narrow area, it accelerates creating negative pressure, bringing in more fresh air, and expelling more hot and humid air. Li added that the 1,400-square-meter facility would save 70,000 kilowatt-hours of electricity every year if the air conditioning is not in use. Green construction materials have been used for the event. And energy-saving LED lights have replaced conventional illuminations at all game venues. A total of 36 existing gymnasiums and stadiums in the city have been renovated and converted into game venues instead of building new ones, helping save costs and cut carbon emissions. In the Universiate Village, an innovative recycling box known as the Magic Cube has captured the attention of visitors who are encouraged to deposit empty bottles, cans, and paper cups into the cube. People can receive receipts for carbon credits in return, which can be exchanged for small gifts featuring local characteristics such as t-shirts and bags with giant panda images. The magic cubes are available in the Universiate Village as well as in the game venues. 
You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. Around this time of year, colleges in China start thinking about the designs of their admission letters to draw more attention from senior high school graduates. While some technological universities simply boast of their achievements, others go the extra mile to woo potential students. The University of Science and Technology Beijing's admission letter, for example, is made from an ultra-thin steel called 5G steel. The sturdy steel is generally used in 5G base station signal receivers, signal transmission filters, and integrated circuit boards. According to the university's account on Weibo, China's Twitter-like social media platform, the steel as thin as 0.07 millimeters roughly equivalent to a cicada's wings, was co-developed by the university and Shougang Group. Founded in 1952, the university, formerly known as the Beijing Institute of Iron and Steel Technology, is the first institution of higher education to focus on the iron and steel industry in China. The university said on Weibo that the admissions letter represents its hopes that its students' determination to succeed and their willingness to contribute to China's development will be as strong as steel. Meanwhile, the admissions letter designed by Nankai University in Tianjin, has also created a buzz on social media. It contains two lotus seeds from Huai'an in Jiangsu province, the hometown of the first premier of the People's Republic of China, Zhou Enlai, an alumnus of the university. In China, the lotus is admired for its ability to emerge from murky waters and bloom into a beautiful flower, representing the journey of attaining enlightenment and rising above challenges in life. It is also seen as a symbol of beauty, grace, and resilience. The school hopes that students will plant one of the seeds in their hometowns to serve as a reminder to never forget where they come from and to stay true to their original aspirations and plant the other at the university when they arrive so that it will be alongside them during their personal growth and development. This is Special English. Beautiful sceneries across China are drawing droves of tourists, 
with many seeking waterside destinations to escape the scorching summer heat. Located in the western part of Hangzhou, the capital of East China's Zhejiang province, the Xixi National Wetland Park appears attractive in summer. Covering an area of more than 1,000 hectares, the park consists of six main watercourses, scattered with various ponds, lakes, and swamps. Visitors can paddle boats gliding through the serene waterways in the wetland. Nanjing City in Jiangsu Province boasts the largest pond cypress forest in eastern China as well as a large lotus pond. During hot summer months, refreshingly charming lotus flowers bloom in the rippling water of the pond, appealing to flower lovers. The wetland of Junbao Island in northeast China's Heilongjiang province is known for its lush forests and rich biological resources. The wetland was designated as one of international importance by the Ramsar Convention in October 2011 for being a unique wetland for biological diversity. Located on the border of Gansu and Qinghai provinces, the Qilian Mountains are considered a vital shield for ecological security in the western part of China. As summer arrives, the Qilian Mountains' scenic area turns into a heavenly scene of gurgling water, stunning flowers, and lively wildlife. Located in East China's Anhui province, the Hefei Binghu National Forest Park was formed by turning farmland into forest. It is one of the ten wetlands surrounding Chaohu Lake, the largest lake in Anhui and one of the five largest freshwater lakes across China. Meanwhile, an ecological park in Maoming City of South China's Guangdong province has become the place to go for leisure and entertainment. In 2013, an ecological restoration project transformed the area from an open pit mine into a beautiful park. It now offers not just beautiful scenery, but an opportunity to learn about the history of Maoming, a city built on the oil industry. This is Special English. Join our global network to connect with the world. Follow us at CGTN Radio on Facebook or Twitter. Or visit us at radio.cgtn.com. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reid in Beijing. 
it seems another normal day for 73-year-old Wang. After making coffee at a cafe like a barista, she goes to a grocery store to buy daily necessities and then waits at a bus stop, ready to return home. Wang has a serious cognitive impairment. She has forgotten the names of her children, constantly loses track of time, and does not know the people she encounters, from cafe customers to shop assistants, are her fellow residents at a Chinese rehabilitation facility. This Hetong Cognitive Rehabilitation Center in North China's Tianjin has built lifelike settings, including a restaurant, a cafe, a cinema, a grocery store, and a bus stop to engage seniors like Wang in social activities, encouraging them to live and work like other citizens. All these elements form an integral part of role-playing rehabilitation therapy provided to senior citizens with cognitive disorders. Chai Ding Fang, a social worker at the center, said the role-playing activities can help the elderly retrieve their identities through social interactions resist further cognitive decline, as well as improve their physical and mental condition. In the restaurant, which is open to participation from people outside the facility, four waiters walk around elderly-friendly tables and on non-slip mats. 63-year-old Chun has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Despite having participated in the exercise before, Chun continued to make mistakes. Her handwriting on orders was illegible, and she couldn't remember the numbers of the tables waiting to be served. She was also unable to recognize that one of her customers Hao Shuang was her own daughter. Nevertheless, Hao displayed exceptional patience as she received her mother's services. Hao said the role-playing experience has also been a salvation for her family, adding that her mother has restored her calmness, which is so different to how she used to be grumpy, stuck at home, and unable to take care of herself because of the disease. According to a report released by the China National Committee on Aging, more than 15 million people in China aged 60 and above have cognitive impairments, and the figure is expected to reach 22.2 million in 2030. But the good news is that public awareness is also rising. The Tianjin Center said 
it has an increasing number of volunteers, including college students, who offer to dine at the restaurant and chat with the patients serving them. In June, the National Health Commission said that a nationwide campaign would be launched from 2023 to 2025 to promote the prevention and treatment of Alzheimer's, with efforts to raise public awareness of the disease and guide the country's elderly population to pay attention to their brain health. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. The population of Hainan black-crested gibbons, a first-class national protected species in China, has increased from less than 10 in the 1980s to 37 this year, thanks to the conservation efforts of local wildlife professionals. Known as the world's rarest primate. Hainan gibbons have been listed as critically endangered by the International Union for Conservation of Nature. The black-crested primates can only be found in the rainforests of the island province of Hainan in South China. They live in rainforest trees over 10 meters high. Rarely setting foot on the ground out of prudence, numbering over two thousand in the nineteen fifties, the Hainan gibbon population plunged to about seven in the nineteen eighties due to excessive hunting and lumbering, effectively pushing them to the brink of extinction. Fortunately. The population of the species has recently seen a bounce back, for three years in a row, as local professionals launched a plan to preserve their habitats and keep a close eye on their living status. Every day, the forest rangers set off before first light. And go look for the gibbons by tracing their voices, which can echo several kilometers in the mountains. Lin Qing, who has been working as a forest ranger for thirteen years, said they need to arrive at the monitoring spot at five a.m. and listen to the calls of the gibbons. Then the rangers trace and capture footage of the gibbons to learn about their living habits and the types of plants they feed on. To save Hainan gibbons from extinction, the province's forestry department has partnered with non-governmental organizations to restore. Over three hundred and thirty hectares of habitat, and planted more than three hundred thousand trees to provide more food for the gibbons. 
they have also built several ecological corridors to expand the gibbon's habitat. Zhou Zhaoli, vice captain of the Hainan Gibbon Monitoring Team, said some 320 infrared cameras were installed in the forest to better capture the life of the gibbons while reducing disturbances from mankind. Joe said the best means of protection is to minimize contact between humans and the gibbons, intervene as little as possible, and let the habitat retain its natural state. According to the Hainan Tropical Rainforest National Park, the current population of 37 gibbons is made up of six families. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. That's the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. It seems another normal day for 73 year old Wang. After making coffee at a cafe like a barista, she goes to a grocery store to buy daily necessities and then waits at a bus stop, ready to return home. Wang has a serious cognitive impairment. She's forgotten the names of her children, constantly loses track of time, and doesn't know that the people she encounters. From cafe customers to shop assistants, are her fellow residents at a Chinese rehabilitation facility. This Hetong Cognitive Rehabilitation Center in North China's Tianjin has built lifelike settings, including a restaurant, a cafe, a cinema, a grocery store, and a bus stop to engage seniors like Wang in social activities, encouraging them to live and work like other citizens. All these elements form an integral part of role-playing rehabilitation therapy provided to senior citizens with cognitive disorders. Chai Dingfang, a social worker at the center, said the role-playing activities can help the elderly retrieve their identities through social interactions, resist further cognitive decline, as well as improve their physical and mental condition. In the restaurant, which is open to participation from people outside the facility, four waiters. Walk around elderly-friendly tables and on non-slip mats. 63-year-old Chun has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Despite having participated in the exercise before, Chun continued to make mistakes. Her handwriting on orders was illegible, and she couldn't remember the numbers of the tables waiting to be served. She was also unable to recognize that one of her customers, Hao Shuang, was her own daughter. Nevertheless, Hao displayed exceptional patience. As she received her mother's services, Hao said the role-playing experience has also been a salvation for her family, adding that her mother has restored her calmness, which is so different to how she used to be—grumpy, stuck at home, and unable to take care of herself because of the disease. According to a report released by the China National Committee on Aging, more than 15 million people in China aged 60 and above. Have cognitive impairments, and the figure is expected to reach 22.2 million in 2030. But the good news is that public awareness is also rising. The Tianjin Center said it has an increasing number of volunteers, including college students, who offer to dine at their restaurant and chat with the patients serving them. 
In June, the National Health Commission said a nationwide campaign would be launched from 2023 to 2025 to promote the prevention and treatment of Alzheimer's, with efforts to raise public awareness of the disease and guide the country's elderly population to pay attention to their brain health. This is the end of today's program. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing, and I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace. Thank you.